If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening. Here we go to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Here we are just a couple of days away from Election Day. And I voted yesterday. I don't know if you voted yet or not, but snuck in there really quickly, cast my ballot had a little conversation with someone in there and walked out that door. It was a good uh, good day. Good to uh, check that off the list. It's an important election, and let's make sure that we and everyone we know get out there and, and vote uh, for Trump, not for Kamala Harris. Did you see this? Biden. Biden's out there. I wasn't sure if I was going to play this, but I'm going to play this here off the top. Biden. Good old Biden. Out there telling people that he is Kamala Harris's running mate. Did you see this, Oz? Oz saw it. He's out there, and he says he's not kidding. He's not kidding. What's, <laughs> what's I guess, interesting is, in my estimation, he is the number two on this ballot. I mean, they've been telling us for some time it's a Kamala Harris-Biden ticket. In fact, when Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, Joe Buck were complaining about the flyover during the NFL football game and whoever it was down in Tampa, I don't know who they were playing, I can't remember who they were playing, the Buccaneers, They uh, that flyover happened and they were complaining about the flyover and how that was a waste of your tax dollars and all that sort of thing. Um, Aikman said, you're not going to get that in the Kamala Biden ticket. Kamala Biden administration not going to have this nonsense. They're going to take care of all the nonsensical things in Washington, D.C., of course. Unfortunately, they will be the source of nonsensical things in Washington, D.C., as they always are or in any other place that they are serving in office as well. But listen to this. Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden down campaigning in Georgia – down campaigning in Georgia, talking to, to the crowd. I can't see the crowd. It may be 14 people for all I know. Maybe it was a big turnout and there were maybe even triple digits. Maybe they hit 100 people at this one. I don't know. But listen to what <laughs> to what Joe says. This is fantastic. I love this. Here we go. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Joe Biden's husband, and I am Kamala's running mate. <laughs> You all think I'm kidding, don't you? No, we don't, actually. Folks! No, we don't think you're kidding, Joe. 
We think that that's absolutely what this ticket's about. And candidly, it's what uh, concerns us. One of the, well, one of the things that concern us, but Biden's out there on the campaign trail. You know, they're having uh, dueling rally. I don't know if you call Biden's events a rally or not. Would you call Biden's event a rally? I don't know. It's like a, like a family reunion or um, like a picnic where people stay in their circles. Um, I don't know what you would call these events, but nonetheless, Biden's out there uh, last minute campaigning as well. They're campaigning. He and Trump both campaigned yesterday in Florida. I think even in North Carolina, Trump has been the, the, the pace Trump has been on here. Uh, Trump is laying it all, uh, leaving it all on the table here, laying it all on the line. He is crisscrossing this country. He is all over the place. He is making final appeals for your vote for votes, uh, in key swing States, Undoubtedly, if you listen to Biden, I'm sure Biden will tell you that Trump is colluding with Russia, coming up with another plan. Undoubtedly, the part of the plan is to trap his son, Hunter Biden, in this mess that they've got that the media is ignoring. I don't know this this thing with Bobolinsky that Hunter Carlson, uh, excuse me, Tucker Carlson has uncovered is is quite remarkable. So here we go, final days of the election. Folks making their decisions. Did you see, too? I saw this yesterday or over the weekend. This was um, one of the most – a trend on Google was actually, can I change my vote? Can I change my vote? That was something that was trending here either over the weekend or earlier this week, which is fascinating because – if you think about the reasons given in the past week, the news cycle, the things that have happened and come up, anything anybody that wanted to change their vote would have almost certainly been searching um, that because of a, a vote that they had cast for Biden. And, and believe this or not, in some states you can actually change your vote um, if you voted – uh, I think absentee, there's steps, some states you can do that in. But anyway, that's out there as well. We get this, this is this is going to be an interesting thing to watch on Tuesday, and we will be live, folks, election night, Tuesday night, Freedom 95 Studios. We'll be streaming if you want to watch us um, online, on the website, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. We'll also be streaming or broadcasting on Freedom 95.9, and you get a chance. You get a chance if you want to actually be there with us for those who take advantage of our conservative, not bitter, early bird enrollment offer. For those of you who want to sign up for our courses, our eight-week course online, toddhuffshow.com slash contest for more information, but basically you get a $20 discount on the course, and you'll be entered into a drawing to spend the night with uh, or the evening in the uh, in the studios with us as we bring in the election returns. Fun time. And that's yesterday I was talking about that and remembering 2016. So should be an exciting time, but you can be there with us if you go to toddfshow.com slash contest, sign up, and you'll be entered into a drawing to uh, to spend that evening with us. Me and the team at Freedom 95. So, um, but that ends on Sunday. Anyway, yesterday in Congress, in the Senate, 
Twitter, Facebook, all these social media folks were pulled in there because the Senate was grilling them over the issue of, of censorship, of, of silencing conservatives or free speech or news and information as Twitter has done. And I want to get to, as we get later into the program, this exchange between Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Senator Ted Cruz from the great state of Texas. There was some back and forth there uh, that I want to make sure that we get to. But before we do that, before we do that, I actually had a conversation with Indiana candidates for governor, Libertarian Donald Rainwater. He and I spoke recently, and I want to share um, that conversation with you. Um, I know many of you, I, this is one of the questions I think I'm asked most frequently. And that is, what do you think about Donald Rainwater? What do you, you know, should I vote for Donald Rainwater? Can he win? That sort of thing. I will say this. I will say this, that of any third-party candidate in in Indiana history for an office like governor, um, at least in, in modern history, and say my lifetime, your your lifetime, this is by far and away – um, according to to polling and according to other just you know the, the smell test, how Donald Rainwater does in these debates, how many signs you see for rainwater across your community across this area, and he has, in my estimation, the best chance. He still has an uphill battle to fight here, but. I want you to listen to what he has to say, and I want you to ask yourself this question. I want you to ask yourself if everyone who has the inclina- the, the inklings or the, I guess the inclination to vote for him would actually vote for him, what would the actual numbers look like, right? It, it, meaning if everybody who thought, I agree most with what this guy is saying on the stage, on the debate stage, I agree most with his positions, of course, no politician is going to be 100% in agreement with every one of his or her uh, voters and supporters. But I agree with this individual the most. If everyone who thought that, if everyone who thought that actually cast the ballot, pushed the button for Donald Rainwater, what would this look like? How many people are casting their ballots for Holcomb, for Holcomb because they're afraid that a ballot cast for Rainwater is a ballot that is not going to count, is actually going to give the uh, Democrat a chance. But I want you to listen to this conversation after the break, and I want you to make that uh, make that determination for those of you who haven't voted, and just to, to, to be open to considering this. Like, again, yes, even in polling, the, the best poll showed that he was at 24%, folks, and that was a poll um, several months ago. But if he was at 24%, that is certainly within striking distance. Normally, libertarians will poll 2%, 3%, something like that. Maybe a, a big year might get them close to 5 in, in most parts of the country, in most offices. And I'm not knocking, don't misunderstand libertarians. I'm What I am saying is that um, this is different. This is different. I've had the opportunity to have a couple of conversations with uh, with Donald Rainwater and, and candidly have been really impressed and and like him. And so I want you to listen to this after the break, this uh, conversation I have with him, and make your decision as to um, if it's someone that you 
you know, if 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 Hoosiers, every Hoosier who listened to him and thought, man, this guy makes a lot of sense, or man, I would like to see someone like this in office. If everyone made that decision who thought that, what would the numbers actually look like on election day? And then make your decision if you're willing to take that step. But time to take a break. So when we get back, I'm going to play this conversation with Mr. Rainwater. And by the way, I should say there's going to be additional content. So it's a two kind of a two-part interview. So some of it's going to be online. I don't have the, the time to play a really long conversation. I think we talked in total for 25 minutes or so. So the entire thing you can you can find on our on our website, and I'll make sure that Pedals gets that up just as soon as possible uh, this morning. But you can see that on the homepage if you scroll down uh, to the, there's a section called Posts. There's in the news, and then there's posts. If you're on your mobile device, scroll down, and you'll see the interview with Rainwater posted there a little bit later today if you want to hear the whole thing. But we'll play the first portion of it here after the break. So sit tight. You're listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So, so I've got to jump right into this uh, interview here just to give us time to hear the whole thing. It goes for, I think, about 15 minutes. So we're going to be a little bit long. Uh, I'm sorry. We're going to be long in this uh, break. So don't get on me too bad. This is just the nature of this sometimes. So I want to share my conversation with you. And again, if you're just tuning in this morning, hearing my lovely voice on your way to work or whatever you're doing, um, we're having Donald Rainwater, libertarian candidate for the state, uh, for governor for the state of Indiana. And I want you to ask yourself as you listen to Donald Rainwater, what would happen if everyone who is nodding in agreement with the things he is saying, his focus on liberty and the Constitution, everyone in this state who thought good things about him, who thought it's time for change, as one of our listeners on Facebook had, had uh, just mentioned a moment ago. If if everyone would simply cast a ballot for him who agreed with the ideas, they didn't, out of fear, cast the ballot for Holcomb or whatever. Just ask yourself what that would look like in the state of Indiana and how, if it's time to maybe to take that step and do that yourself. So here it is, conversation with Donald Rainwater, libertarian candidate for governor, state of Indiana. Hope you enjoy. Well, folks, we have been following the race here for governor in the state of Indiana uh, for some time closely, and it is my pleasure to have on the program for a second time Donald Rainwater. He is the libertarian candidate for governor of the great state of Indiana. Donald, thank you for joining our program. How are you today, sir? Well, I'm doing great, Todd, and thank you so much for having me again. I really appreciate it. Well, we we enjoy having you, and I I watched that debate, or I listened to some. I didn't get to see all of it, but um, I, um, I, you did a great job as far as advancing the ideas of limited government. And uh, I guess just give us your takeaways. What have you? What kind of feedback have you gotten? Um, what did you? What did you learn from that? Uh, just kind of tell us what's happening in the wake of that uh, debate from Tuesday night. Well, I, I think first of all, the the first thing that. Uh, uh, I have 
learned from the feedback is that uh, we have a tremendous amount of support and that the uh, narrative being pushed that uh, uh, we are a distant third uh, can't be more uh, incorrect because I've never seen an incumbent uh, spend more time responding to a libertarian in a debate than what I saw Tuesday night. And that is exactly what people have been uh, telling me is that they were amazed at the amount of time that the governor took to respond to comments that I made, which means that they are well aware that Hoosiers are uh, responding to our message, and uh, it concerns them. Well, you've clearly made an impact in this race. I see the rainwater for governor signs. Um, I have people asking me, out of, out of all the things I get asked, I would say right now, questions about Donald Rainwater, the governor's race, are probably at the top of what I'm hearing from our listeners. So um, just really quickly, I want to say um, my summation of what I saw Tuesday night at the debate. Now, I want to be clear to the listeners and, and to you too. Uh, Mr. Rainwater, I have a great deal of respect for you and what you've been doing. So the worst scenario for Indiana is Governor Woody Myers. Um, but as I listened to you on the debate stage Tuesday night, I mean, I, I there were times I thought you were auditioning to be a fill-in host for our show because it, it sounded, I mean, it's exactly what I think needs to be said, limited government, uh, freedom, the Constitution. And you went back to that time and time and time again. So we had the radical left, I think, on one side. We had you um, talking about constitutional principles. And Holcomb, you know, and he's, he's a good guy. I really don't have any, you know, personal problems here. But just it's, there's so much political speech and not enough uh, authentic, limited government constitutional talk. I guess speak to that and, and maybe the differences between you and Holcomb from that perspective. Well, uh, I think if you really boil it down, the, the, the fundamental difference is that uh, I actually believe in limited government, and I believe that Hoosiers uh, are better off being able to control their own destiny. And I believe that, uh, to be very frank, and, and uh, I believe that Governor Holcomb is part of an establishment of corporatism that is uh, always more than willing to sell out Hoosiers for uh, their corporate connections. And I believe that shows uh, in how he has governed over the last four years. I think it also shows very clearly when he touts all the new jobs he's bringing to Indiana and then uh, in the next breath talks about the fact that we have uh, over a hundred thousand jobs uh, that he's brought to Indiana that are unfilled because Hoosiers aren't trained to fill them. Uh, how does that help the Hoosiers that are unemployed? Uh, and, and to be honest, he touts a, um, a next level jobs program that if you really go look at it, 
it is Bernie Sanders College for All light, which means it's very socialist, uh, socialist in its implementation. And so I, I think the more you drill down and look at how he's governed and what his policies are, you see that he's not small government and that he really doesn't uh, worry about or govern uh, as what's best for individual Hoosiers. As a matter of fact, if you look at just yesterday, his reactionary uh, activities to the rise in infections, COVID infections in nursing homes, we've known that 60%, close to 60% of the deaths uh, from COVID-related illness were in nursing homes since April. But he's just now getting his administration to uh, here again react instead of being proactive to uh, making sure that we're focusing on the nursing homes instead of uh, you know general uh, authoritarian orders that really uh, haven't protected the most vulnerable. So it, it just you know I, I think it's just very clear that it's not what he says, it's how he governs that counts. So I think a lot of people are nodding in agreement. A lot of people are attracted to what they've heard you say on this program, during the, uh, the debates, whatever. And I think they are, um, I, I get this question constantly, you know, basically, Todd, <laughs> how it's, is a is a vote for Donald Rainwater, and I, and I want you to address this. Sure. Right? You know, is a vote for Donald Rainwater creating the worst case scenario, which is Governor uh, Woody Myers versus um, can Donald Rainwater really win? I mean, we've seen polling. There's one poll that had you at 24 percent within within striking distance of of Holcomb, and that is unheard of in third party politics in the state of Indiana, at least. Um, at least in my lifetime. So I guess talk to that. What would you say to that listener? I think that there's literally quite, there's quite a few people who haven't voted yet who have that question. And sure. if you can give them a good answer, I think that, uh, sir, that they might cast the ballot. Well, you. so th there are a couple of elements of that that I think are, are relevant and that we should talk about. And, and here again, um, I hope that your listeners know by now that I'm not scripted. I, I just, I, I'm just going to tell it like it is, and uh, the chips fall where they may. So, first of all, um, a vote for me isn't a vote for Woody Myers because it's a vote for me. And if you're worried about voting for what you believe and that your conscience tells you is right, and that you are being told to be scared and fearful that if you vote your conscience, that the worst possible thing could happen. Step back and think about that for a minute. Why would somebody try to convince you that doing the right thing is wrong or will turn out wrong? It's because they have a vested interest. They have an agenda. And they are trying to push their agenda because they know that their candidate is as wrong 
as what they're trying to keep you from doing. See, they're not trying to convince you why Eric Holcomb should get your vote. They're trying to convince you that if you vote the way your conscience dictates, the worst possible thing can happen. And the reality is, is that the vote for Holcomb is the one that will return the worst possible scenario because the reality is, if you look at how he has governed, he, he is basically the same person that Woody Myers is. The only difference is Woody Myers is willing to tell you who he is. Holcomb wants to tell you he's one thing and then govern as another. So to me, what you have to do is you have to look past the rhetoric, past the fear, and you have to look at what do I believe is right. And you have to remember that the one science that is immutable is mathematics. And if I get more votes than the other two guys, Hoosiers win. And if that doesn't happen, either way, Hoosiers lose. So do you um, – is it, is it your contention – that if everyone who has that question I just asked or a version of that question, which is, man, this Donald Rainwater guy really is saying a lot of stuff that I believe in. But, man, I'm afraid that voting for him is going to open the door for the, you know, the Democrat and we'll be you know, locked down in COVID and we'll be mandatory masks and we'll be paying fines and going to jail and all this sort of stuff. Is it your belief that there's enough people who are having that internal monologue in their head that could put Donald Rainwater over the top in this. Election. Absolutely. And I think there's physical evidence to uh, corroborate that. If you look at the, uh, uh, if you look at the uh, responses to informal news polls on uh, television stations and on uh, uh, social media after the debate, it was clear that the vast majority of people thought that I won the debate and were supportive of my ideas. I don't see anywhere near the Holcomb or Myers uh, yard signs. Um, I have uh, supporters who have spent thousands of the dollars of their own money to put up billboards uh, all over the state of Indiana. I don't see billboards for the other two gentlemen. Uh, I believe that we have a tremendous amount of support. Uh, I am uh, in, uh, privately um, contacted by numerous members of the Indiana General Assembly, not just uh, Tim Lucas, who publicly endorsed me, but, but a, a good number of other individuals who have come out and told me, we're behind you, we support you, we obviously can't come out publicly right now because of the backlash from the Republican Party. Um, I have the support of both uh, traditionally Republican and Democrat voters uh, who 
believe in what we're what our message is, and I believe that if people will just step back and not listen to all the white noise that is propagated by people who are desperately clinging to the status quo, that they'll see that, you know what, there's something going on in Indiana, and if we get behind it, it will happen. Well, Mr. Rainwater, um, I need to take a break here, but I want to, so we're going to continue this conversation uh, on our digital uh, sources on the website and so forth. So I, I'm going to ask you some specific questions. In fact, I had some folks um, share some thoughts about some questions that they wanted your position and so forth on. So we'll do that here um, and take a quick time out. But I want to say this, and I want our audience to hear this, though. This is this is something, you know, we've gotten, we've had a couple conversations here over the past few months. You are, um, you know, it's funny, when I, when I interview politicians, um, th there's a whole variety of uh, different types of feelings that, uh, that I get. Sometimes there's even third parties that schedule me and patch me in and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, you are a genuinely down-to-earth, uh, just straightforward, genuinely nice guy. And I just, um, I wanted our listeners to hear that as well, because it is refreshing, sir, to uh, to have conversations like this. And I appreciate what you've been saying in this campaign. And I appreciate you taking time here. And we'll continue this after the break. Absolutely. And, and I appreciate you saying that. Well, I appreciate it, too. We're going to take a time out, continue our conversation with Donald Rainwater. He's the Libertarian candidate for governor of the great state of Indiana. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So what do you think? I know Oz is already telling me I'm so far off the time schedule today because of that uh, long segment, that long interview with Donald Rainwater, libertarian candidate for governor here in Indiana. But what do you think? What do you think? You can share your thoughts on our on our Facebook page. I need to get better at that. But you can always go to our Facebook page. This program streams live there. You can share your thoughts. You can email me. In fact, usually off the top of this program, I tell you, you can email me your Thoughts, questions, and yes, even your adoration and praise will be accepted as, as well. Todd at ToddFShow.com. Um, but but what do you think about this? I mean, what does he, does he make a compelling argument? You know, at some point, folks, at some point, and I, and I get it. The the worst scenario, the worst scenario for Indiana is a governor Woody Myers. But the best scenario is a governor who actually is out there openly actively driving home the ideas and concepts of liberty in the constitution not just not just managing government um like a i got to be careful here i don't have any personal qualms but with, with holcomb but you know th this this idea that you know we have two sides um two parties that are expanding government um and and not not across the board but there's you know especially high ranking uh, you know, say governors or uh, people in D.C. that get elected as senators and so forth. A lot of these folks, it doesn't. It often doesn't matter the 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 party. One is government on you know government growth on overdrive. The other is government growth light. And neither one of those are 
good. Clearly, one is better than the other. And there are clearly, especially locally, and occasionally on the national, you know, those who would be going to D.C., some folks who actually want to, you know, return to limited government as well. But, you know, we have to make that decision. And again, my question is, if everyone who felt something compelling about the case that Donald Rainwater is making, if everyone who felt connected to that or that this is the right thing, uh, the the right candidate, the the candidate that's going to move us back towards true constitutional government with liberty and freedom and all these sorts of things that are good, good for our society, good for the human heart, good for life, if that is in fact – uh, if everyone who thought that cast a ballot in that direction, what would it actually look like? And does that have an impact on your vote? By the way, I, I want to say this too. Donald Rainwater has been um, a paid advertiser for this program for some time. Now, the way I look at that is always, look, you get an opportunity during your airtime to make your case. In fact, I've not talked a lot about this. So anything I've said, and I, I – Sometimes it's difficult, folks. I'll be honest with you, but you know, you've got someone who's uh, and he. I've never had any pressure, but we don't really. You you won't hear me endorse. You won't hear me endorse a lot of candidates. Um, when we get to the general election, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But I mean, I'll, I'll of course generally do that. But um, the, the, these are your decisions. I hope to be able to share my thoughts, and if I think there's something important important to consider, I will certainly say that, as I think I have, um, but I can tell you that whatever th- – that those are different things for, for me. I, I, I look at this election, and of course there are I, – I, I understand the concerns. We don't want a Governor Woody Myers. You know, you think about mask mandates and all the stuff that would have happened, shutdowns and all this, but I will tell you this. Indiana has a strong majority in both the House and the Senate of Republicans, so that could have been – um, that that's kind of uh, if you're hesitant in casting a ballot for rainwater because you don't want to give a liberal or you know well a liberal Democrat governor an opportunity to be the, the governor of the state of Indiana, um, I can say that those checkpoints will help limit whatever da- damage a, a liberal can do as governor. But it, it's still a real concern. I understand that. I just do um, – I do think that the things he's saying need to be said more often. I wish I heard them from Governor Holcomb specifically as well. I don't hear those as often, nearly as often or as adamantly as I hear those things coming from Donald Rainwater. Fundamentally constitutional issues and the bedrock principles upon which this nation was founded and was made great. So got to take a time out long on this segment. All messed up on the time clock. It's not Oz's fault. It is mine. Quick time out back here in just a minute. All right, welcome back. So um, I had mentioned, I had mentioned earlier on in today's program, this uh, back and forth between Ted Cruz, and Jack Dorsey. I'm not going to be able to play as much of it as I would like. In fact, I'm barely going to be able to play any of it because I've gotten long, uh, long-winded long and, and I knew that the interview with... Um, the most 
the interview with uh, Rainwater was going to run a little bit longer uh, just because of the format, and I wanted to get as much of that in there as possible. By, by the way, you can hear more of his interview, more of his interview um, by going to our website, ToddFShow.com. I got to have – I got to get uh, pedals to update the site with the complete interview, but we'll do that here a little bit later this morning. Here is a little bit. I don't have much time. This is remarkable. Ted Cruz questioning Jack Dorsey yesterday um, about Twitter's ability to (laughs) influence elections. Remember as you listen to Jack Dorsey's response, which, by the way, Jack Dorsey looked like he just rolled out of the rack or something. or was on a three-week outback cross-country hiking trip or something. But this is – Remarkable. The entire 2016 campaign was predicated upon the idea that social media is a place where influences can, or uh, elections can be influenced, right? Of course they can be. Here you go. Listen, listen to this exchange. Mr. Dorsey, does Twitter have the ability to influence elections? No. You don't believe Twitter has any ability to influence elections? No, we are one part of a spectrum of communication channels that people have. So you're testifying to this committee right now that, that, that Twitter, when it silences people, when it censors people, when it blocks political speech, that has no impact on elections? People, people have choice of other communication channels with which... Not if, not if they don't hear information. If you don't think you have the power to influence elections, why do you block anything? I'm going to pause it there. I don't, I'm running out of time, but that is a fantastic uh, question for Jack Dorsey. Mr. Dorsey, Jack, fresh off your cross-country hike or whatever's going on there, good morning as you rolled out of the rack. <laughs> I just he, – he, he looks a little disheveled. I just got to be honest. But, Jack, what is – if Twitter cannot – influence elections then why why are you why are you determining what people can and can't see i mean what what did we just go through four years about you know what what was this all about it's just it's remarkable to hear this it is remarkable to hear this there are committed leftists it doesn't matter whatever the answer is that fits the narrative at the moment they're prepared to say it with a straight face anyway just wanted to share that with you time out just out of time here today one more time, I'll come back and wrap up. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. Folks, I got to wrap up here really quickly, but I want to say one thing. I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not... I think that voting a straight Republican ticket in 2020 is a very logical decision, a very logical choice, and I know many of you have done that or will be doing that. But let me say this. If we're presented with a better choice for governor, I think we should at least consider making that choice regardless of what the party is, libertarian in this case with with Donald Rainwater. In fact, I'll add to this. If we're ever going to truly win – this state and this country back over to constitutional conservatism and limited government and things that are in our founding principles. We're going to have to make tough decisions at some points. Our founders have to, had to, we're going to have to as well. So anyway, so if you take those things into consideration as you look to vote here between now and election day, thanks for listening. SDGC tomorrow. Take care.